0: The third round is in full swing, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is that's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app. Go to polls and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Ozone podcast brought to you by Draft Kings and now part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your host, Al, myself, Anthony, and today is Friday, June 25th. We are three days post the NBA draft lottery. Al, what's up, man? What is going on? First and foremost, Al, um, now that we've had a couple days to kind of settle in, let the dust fully settle. How are we feeling with um with the results of the NBA draft lottery? How do you feel about having that fifth pick and the eighth pick? Now that you had a couple of nights of sleep on it,
1: ah uh, man, it hasn't it hasn't sunk in yet. Still feels like a, a nightmare that we just kind of haven't woken up from. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it, it is real, but it still hasn't sunk in, man. I was so ready to welcome Cade or Jalen Green to Orlando, and. I just envisioned that being the plan, that that would have been the perfect ending to all the stuff that Jeff Waltman decided to do at the deadline, all the changes. Um, but, hey, now we have to deal with a bit of an obstacle here. Um, so personally, I'm still kind of struggling with it. It's just, man, I'm just hoping some things go down before the deadline. Oh, I'm sorry, before the trade, uh, the draft, uh, because, man, it's going to be it's going to be rough if
0: it doesn't. Yeah, it seemed like uh, it kind of took all the fun out of it almost for like a brief moment because you you envision, you know, Kay Cunningham in Orlando, Jalen Green in Orlando. And now for a moment, because anything can happen, we're going to talk a little bit about that more in a few. Um, But, you know, that that image, that dream kind of dwindled down and took all the air out of the room. Um, I'm seeing a lot of of. Uh, people online, and you know, you have mixed feelings. Some people are, well, not some. Everyone's kind of devastated with it. But I think we've gone to a point, and I'm I fall victim of this way more often than not. Of we're now convincing ourselves that you know the fifth is fine. You know, you have people coming out with <clears throat> their their tweets saying, you know, think about all the the players that have been drafted number five, and you know that I, I think uh, I think it was Nikki Football uh, that was saying that. The, the average all-star, the average elite player is drafted 11th overall. So it's it's the the great news that we have to remember. Uh, the, the positive side is that we do have the two picks within the lottery. And I think that that part itself, I think that, you know, that makes it a little easier to sleep better at night um, because you either have two shots, depends on how you look at it. You either have two shots at really being able to find that player or you know, you have enough assets to where you can try to make a move and move up. Um, but as it stands right now, you know, Jonathan Kaminga is is the name that we keep hearing that might fall into that five. How are you feeling about that being a potential target? I mean,
1: your reaction the day of the lottery was, you know, hey, top five. As long as we end up top five, we'll be fine. So technically, that guy would be Kaminga. Who knows? Maybe it is Suggs. Maybe it is Mobley that drops. Who knows? Who knows? So many things can happen between now and the actual draft. And we're already seeing things like, you know, the longest wingspan recorded and the highest jumping in history of the of the combine. So things like that can make guys jump in the draft board of some things. Uh, so you never know. You never know if the Cavs reach and get a guy like Scotty Barnes or they trade down to get him if they like him enough. Um, but assuming that we are the ones that get Kuminga, he's a guy that's projected to be a very decent player potential all-star in the nba so it's not like we're drafting you know a guy that has no potential no talent but when you compare it to what could have been or what we wanted it's not the same i think we all can agree there's a drop-off in talent between green Cade, mobley and the rest of the guys even sucks to some degree um so i wouldn't be upset I think he fits in Orlando. He's a, it's a three, he's a small forward that can play the four. So him, Okiki, and Isaac wouldn't be a bad trio of guys getting minutes in those positions. Um, But again, we know the weakness of our team right now is the shooting guard and really a a shooter. Um, And again, he doesn't quite have those skills at this moment.
0: I'm trying really hard to be a fan of Kuminga. Like I've, I said, it, I'm I'm victim of of trying to make the best out of the situation, and I'm really, really trying, really, really hard to be a fan of Kaminga. I just can't get there. I don't know what it is. It's it's preventing me. Maybe it's the fact that you know he's he. It is going to take some time for him to really put it together. That that's kind of you know scaring me a bit. Uh, so Kaminga is 18 years old. All right, 18 years old. In the G League that the season that he just played would have been his senior year in high school. He's not going to turn 19 until October. So he's a very, very young player that in essence, this past year that he spent in the G League as an 18 year old, you know, he was he taking that time to be a little more developed to maybe be a really, really good player. But again, it's the youth that scares me. The inconsistency with his shot scares me. Um, him not being a an elite defender, I guess, kind of scares me. Um, which is surprising because it's not like he's an elite offensive player, so you don't have that like one major thing to rely on. Um, but even just thinking of the fit between Kaminga and Orlando, I, I just don't see him in a magic uniform. Um he's in every single mock draft or a majority of them, they have Kaminga being fifth and falling to Orlando, but then I've seen others to where he falls out of the top five, or I've seen others where Scotty Barnes makes it to the top four, and then Suggs completely drops to five, and then Kaminga dropping to six. So it's it's what makes this whole process difficult is that we really have to wait till the end of July to figure out what the hell happens. And there's so many speculations, so many changes. The Combine is happening right now. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier that um, the more that, you know, the the teams are able to interview the players. We, there's already reports of Magic. I've interviewed a few more. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a few. Um, they're able to see them work out that some teams are going to start rating these players a, a lot higher than others. So it's going to be exciting to see kind of how everything lands. But I, I just don't see Kaminga you know, being in pinstripes. I could be completely wrong. I, it's just really hard for me to see it and get there. No, I, I, I'm, with,
1: I'm with you. I don't know why. Like like you, I'm also watching highlights. I'm, I'm, I'm reading up on him and I don't know why I can't see it. Again, whether it's via trade, whether it is somebody falling out of the top four that we expect to be in the top four. I don't know why. I, I It also hasn't sunk in to me that so Kuminga's a guy that's going to end up in Orlando. I don't know why, but uh, we could be wrong. Now, let me ask you this. If Suggs drops for some reason, and he's there at number five, and that's what the magic draft at number five, would that make you be completely happy and excited about that draft pick? Or again, you're still wishing for one of those other three guys that we know are the top three?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, we we saw, I can't remember who it is, but we I saw a mock draft that Jalen Green dropped to five. I don't see that happening whatsoever, okay. but I would be more excited for, you know, Jalen Suggs than Jonathan Kaminga. It makes it more difficult because you have Cole Anthony, you have Markel Fultz, um, but I would still be a lot more exciting, excited about it. You know, it's, it's now you don't have to fully rely on Markel Fultz panning out or Cole Anthony panning out. Cause now you have somebody like Suggs. now it makes those players expendable. I want them to work out. I want them to succeed, and I want them on my team. But, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be able to maximize the the talent that you have on your team. Um, but, man, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying really, really hard to convince myself on Kamiga, and, and I can't get there. Now, there has been reports. The last time that, you know, we recorded immediately after the draft lottery, there was a report initially that came out that Cleveland would be open to moving their third pick. Mm-hmm. But now, even more reports are coming out that Detroit, they're willing to, to listen. Houston, they're willing to listen. So now it doesn't seem as if, you know, the the top three um, teams that are selecting, are they're not fully solidified. And granted, they're going to keep their options open, but it doesn't seem like they're stone cold on, you know, holding on to that. It's not like you have Zion going one and there's no way that the Pelicans are trading them. You know, they're they're at least open to having that conversation. So who knows? It could be an opportunity for um for these team to move down. Now, between the three teams that I mentioned, who do you feel is the most likely, if a move was made, to move down?
1: I would have to say it's Cleveland. Um, and we talked about it a little bit before we, we set a recording. Um, so they have wings, right? They have two wings that are super talented in Garland and Sexton. They just drafted a, a Coro last season. Who's a, who's a three. They have Jared Allen. So what's really their need. If they end up moving from Kevin love, it's a power forward. Um, You know, unless they're okay with kind of sitting, you know, Jalen green or whoever they draft as a guard on the bench for a couple of years, but they have enough talent in those two wings to really not warrant them drafting a guard. Now, there are rumors that they may want to move on from Sexton. Not sure how real those are, but there are rumors out there. If that is the case, then that kind of changes things a little bit. They, they might Ungr- be willing. Ungrateful. Yeah, yeah, man. Cause ungrateful. I mean, I, there's some locker room situations, I guess, going on with him and, and some, some things about him being selfish. It is what it is. But I still don't think or don't understand why Detroit or Houston would trade down unless they don't fall in love with the guy's They interview and they work out in the draft, in this case being Jalen, Mobley, and Cade. I mean, I would think Orlando would be willing to give quite a bit of draft capital, expiring contracts, whatever it may be, to make it work for them. But again, just realistically speaking, I don't see that being a realistic uh, option for those teams. Just like we would love to be top two, top three, they're in the same shoes. They're, They're trying to get a young player that can be solid. So why would they not, not want that guy? What are your thoughts on that?
0: I think that writers in general, they're all over the place. Everyone has their own mock drafts, everyone has their own opinion. Some people are saying that, you know, Jalen Green wouldn't fit right with Cleveland because they have a good group of guards. Others are saying that he would fit perfectly next to Garland. Everyone is so out of whack. These mock drafts, these mock drafts are are selected by, you know, analysts, uh, reporters, journalists. But it makes me also wonder, the teams are actually there watching the players work out day-to-day, having these conversations. They have their own mock drafts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They have their own list of uh, order of, you know, the players that they like. And uh, Jeff Woman, you know, he, he had mentioned it during his press conference that you start to get a, a better feel of what, what teams like what players during the combine because your perspective can change completely and an example of that is scotty Barnes. Mm -hmm. so now that you know the the teams are are in chicago watching listening engaging um it would be interesting to see exactly how everyone feels with those players and we'll ultimately get the result of that you know around draft time for sure
1: yeah, it's going to be, It's. I, I definitely expect to hear a lot of rumors around some guys that we think are going to be five, six, seven, maybe jumping up to the top four. And you never know, man. Another thing that I was here. I'm a magic fan and it's a magic podcast. I'm going to say it. Another thing I was hoping for, <laughs> it's a guy like Jalen Green, perhaps maybe just maybe getting hurt in one of the workouts and that's carrying some of the teams.
0: What's wrong saying, with hey, you? I, know why, would I you, know. why would you
1: even do that? Listen, I'm being selfish. Yo, you're going, you're fan right out now.
0: with that. That is crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but imagine, I'm not even saying like a critical, like drastic injury. I'm saying like, hey, foot injury or really bad ankle sprain. And now a team is like, hey, mm, do we want to be dealing with that? That's our top guy. We've seen that happen plenty of times in the draft. Year after year, there's always that one guy that gets hurt or there's rumors about, hey, the medical sitting come out clean. Um, so who knows, man? There's so many things that could go wrong or could happen between now and July 29th. Um, but we'll see, but again, I'm open to anything at this point. Uh, I'm open to researching the top 10 guys that are projected to be drafted and, and seeing what happens. Um, but one thing that over the last couple of days I've been thinking is I really don't think the magic will draft two guys and bring them in the roster next season.
0: I don't think so either. We already have so many young players, but you, you bring up an interesting point. So we have, um, Detroit, Houston, Cleveland, Toronto, and then the magic. If I'm a player like Jalen Green, obviously I'm biased, Orlando Magic fan, but would it be crazy to think that when it comes to workouts, Jalen Green, a player like Jalen Green, maybe they go work out for Cleveland. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. Maybe they work (laughs) out with Cleveland. Maybe they don't have the best workout. Maybe they go, you know, work out for Toronto. Nobody wants to go to a different country and play in the NBA. Maybe they don't have the best workout in Toronto, but. Orlando is a great workout. So I always wonder <clears throat> when it comes to those things, you know, how much how much value, you know, these teams look at players compared to how much weight, you know, those workouts really are. And and maybe for players, you know, maybe it's not about that, you know, because you want to be the second pick. You want to be the third pick. Maybe it's not about that. But a part of me just thinks if, you know, Jalen Green may be thinking, man, I'm, I'm a, I would be a way better fit in Orlando. So maybe I my workout shouldn't be as great. Maybe I shouldn't showcase this. Maybe I shouldn't do much of that. Um, I wonder if any of that happens. And a part of me really, really hope that it does. You're more on the injury side. Mine are more <laughs> performance.
1: Again, I want to clarify the injuries. I'm not hoping any injuries. I'm just thinking, hey, what if they get hurt? <laughs> does that does that change anything? Um, but you never know. I never thought of it from that angle, but I would think that, yeah, these guys have, just like me and you do, if I have a chance to go live in a city for the next five years, you think about those things, you know, taxes, weather, entertainment, like all those things cross your mind. Um, And we all know Toronto and Cleveland are super duper cold. Nobody wants to go there. Um, Houston, Detroit, eh. Houston, okay. It's warm weather, no taxes there either. Um, but we'll see, man. It's going to be interesting. And we'll have plenty to talk about over the next five weeks as we kind of get ready for for this draft. And I expect a lot of rumors between teams trading down and, and pretty much any analyst that has discussed the lottery over the past few days that I've listened to on their podcast, Zach Lowe and these guys, have all made a point. Why wouldn't Orlando trade up? So I don't know what they know. I don't know.
0: It makes sense. They don't know anything about Orlando because Orlando doesn't say anything, hit and nothing. Yeah. I drive myself crazy every single time I listen and watch, you know, a Jeff Woman press conference. I don't even know why I do it. Why do (laughs) I even watch? Why do I even listen? Because you literally get absolutely nothing out of it. Zero. I
1: I think I meant it more from the other team side. You know, like do they know anything about those teams willing to be to trade down? Again, I don't know why they would do it, but they, they may know something. Who knows?
0: Yeah. So, um, obviously, the Magic Chicago Combine, all the teams are there. We started getting reports today that, you know, the Magic have interviewed Scotty Barnes, Jalen Johnson, Keon Johnson. And granted, this is reports that came from Josh Robbins. And the interesting thing to to point out, Jeff Wellman isn't saying that we've interviewed these players. These players are saying that they've interviewed with these teams. Um, do you look? Do you read too much into the fact that we've interviewed these specific players or do you feel like, you know, that's just part of the process and they're just going to interview everybody that they possibly can to try to collect data?
1: I mean, if I had to guess, I would think that Magic are going to interview anyone projected to be top 15 and probably some more and then a bunch of second rounders, if not, again, most of them. I think there's a limit or something of just interviewing 20 uh, candidates. Uh, that's kind of, I think I read from Josh Robbins this afternoon. Um, but yeah, man, I think they will take advantage of interviewing anyone they want. Uh, and don't forget, the Magic traded for Markel Fultz, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. These are guys that they interviewed back in, in the eighteen seventeen draft. So you're not only gathering information for now, you're also thinking about a guy like R.J. Hampton. That's a guy they liked and loved in the draft last season. And when the opportunity presented itself to acquire him via trade, they jumped on it right away. Why? Because they knew who he was as a person. They knew what they what what he brought to the table as a player. So I don't read too much into it. They're going to interview pretty much anyone, everyone on the list. So if tomorrow you see Jalen Green interviewed with the Orlando Magic, that doesn't mean anything. That just means they're getting to know the person. They want to know more about him. But hey, if he does a great job on that interview they may be more inclined to make the trade up if that's, if they like what they hear.
0: Yeah. I don't read too much into it either. Their, their job is to again, collect as much data as possible, go out there and interview everyone. You know, you don't want your front office sitting on their ass, not doing anything. You want them in the middle, in the work. um, And again, trying to collect as much information as possible. So I, I expect for them to interview everybody, everybody that's within their reach. Um Now, there's been more reports. So we're, we're starting to see more of the dominoes falling. So today uh, we were able to hear our uh, Rick Carlisle now joining Indiana. So he was hired today. Um, you have uh, Udaka that just signed with the Boston Celtics. Um, and then now there's more talks of Jason Kidd now signing with, with Dallas. That's starting to become a little more, uh, have a little more weight to it. Now that we're seeing, the the domino piece is falling for these teams hiring coaches how do you feel even more so with the coaches that you like for the magic do you feel as if now is the time to be able to make that move and and hurry up before these coaches fully come out um or do you think it's now even more patience knowing that there's now x amount of teams that didn't go after your guy or any of the player any of the coaches that you wanted to hire I
1: mean, if we know anything about the Magic is they don't do anything because of all, what well, all the teams are doing. They, they, they won't get rushed because of all the teams are doing. That's always been the case with trades. They always wait until the last minute, the last day to to make decisions. And I expect it to be the case also here uh, with the coaching search. Um, the good news for us Magic fans, at least in my opinion, I don't think Udoka, Carlisle, and Kid were either real options or two guys that many fans wanted to see in Orlando. Carlisle would have been amazing. We all know that, but it wasn't realistic for him to come to Orlando. Jason Kidd was a super mixed reactions. Some people love him as a player and what he represented. He's won championships, but many others looked at the personal side of him and what he's gone through on the personal side and they didn't want him anywhere near Orlando. So these are three names that in my opinion, I don't mind being out of, out of ready the, the market for us. Um, I've said it many, many times. My my hires are Kenny Atkinson, Vanderpool, Becky Hammond, or Chauncey Billups, or any other player with experience that has played in the NBA. I keep saying that over and over again. So all those guys out there, they're all still available. So as a, in my opinion, this is all good news for us. Um, what about you? Are there any of these names that you were like, man, I wanted that person?
0: I mean, Rick Carlisle, obviously that was a that was a pipe dream. We knew that wasn't happening. Uh, I put him in the same spectrum of you know Clifford, where you know he doesn't want to coach a young team and wants to be able to coach a, a veteran team. Exactly. I think that it's a it was great that he decided to to switch conferences altogether, go from west to east, better opportunity. Um, but good for him. Uh, I think one of the things that really stood out to me um, was that I thought Clifford would have been a really good fit for Boston. Thought he would have been a really good fit for Indiana. Now that those two are out and Portland have, you know, major interest in uh, uh, Mike D'Antoni I had a second interview with Mike D'Antoni and, and Becky Hammond doesn't even seem like Steve Clifford is, is an option. So first thing that stood out to me was the fact that, you know, there's a really big possibility that he won't find, he won't find a home. Is he, is he going to coach the wizards? Probably not the Pelicans. I mean, he's he's another he's a an extension of Stan Van Gundy. They're not going to do right. that. That wouldn't make sense. So it's it's tough to see, you know, because I the way that Steve Clifford left and everything they did for Orlando, I thought that everything was in a positive light, and I really thought that he was going to end up finding a job. Um, other than that, you know, looking at Blazers, Pelicans, Pelicans, Wizards, maybe the Bucks. Now um, I like I like where we stand. I like where we're at i think that between the group and obviously i'm biased um but i would pay i would put the magic ahead of you know maybe i'll put them i'll put them ahead of all of them blazers you have again we mentioned it in other podcasts we have concerns with uh their roster you have concerns with the pelicans roster and when i mean concerns i mean you know the the amount of unhappiness certain players may have and may request to want to be moved and i think that with all of them the magic may just have, That much more of security and stability.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, on the Clifford front, I really don't see it. Unless the Blazers are the only team that I'm like, hey, if they want to go defensive, they want to kind of switch it up from what they've been used to. in in Terry Stotts, who was an offensive coach, that's the only team that I can see remaining that may be interested in him. Um, Now, when it comes to the Magic, where they rank with the remaining four teams that are available, the only team I really can think of that as a coach, I would want to go instead of the magic would be the Pelicans just because of who they have as far as young talent right now, right? They have two young all-stars that, Hey, you don't get to coach those guys every single day and they're getting better and better. So there's some potential there, but there's a history of new Orleans losing their star players. The ownership group now being the very best in the NBA. Um, Look at J.J. Redick, what happened with him last season with the Pelicans. He came out and he was completely upset because they told him they would simply buy him out. And instead, they traded him to Dallas, which he didn't really want to go there. So there's so many kind of things going on with New Orleans that you never know what a coach thinks about that franchise. So because of that, maybe the Magic are ahead. And like you said, the Blazers are up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen with our team. uh, There's a lot of things that have to happen roster-wise. And the Wizards, RMS, Bradley Beal is up in the air. Westbrook's getting older with a huge contract. Um, so from that perspective, the Magic look really, really attractive to a coach that wants to come in and lead a team and kind of guide them for the next few seasons, not necessarily win
0: right away. I'm getting impatient. I I feel like, you know, I'm ready. Draft lottery is done. I'm ready to hire a coach. Where And we, we spoke about this off air and hoping that, you know, maybe the reason why one, we haven't heard anything, two, nothing's been done is because we're waiting for, you know, the Clippers to get eliminated so we can interview Kenny Atkinson. Um, but I'm, I'm ready for the next, the next step. Like I'm, I'm amped up about the lottery. All right. We're not happy with the results, but, you know, we, we really need to nail this one. We need to be able to nail, you know, the right coach to, to lead this new era of magic basketball. So hopefully we we'll find out sooner rather than later um, because it's 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 goal time you know we don't have that much time because you would imagine that you would want you know the the front office to really get to know this coach and get ready for for draft
1: yeah so I mean and especially how important this draft is for the Orlando Magic you would think they want to be around as much as possible. At least interview some of these guys, be there for the for the individual workouts. So they'll be coming too. So yeah, I, I would I think Phil uh said it recently in one of his podcasts that he expects the magic to have somebody hired by July 4th or, or that weekend. That's next weekend. So we're only about a week and a half away from that. So let's see. Let's see if that really happens. Um, hopefully we talked about it over here. Hopefully it won't happen when you are in the um, in Dominican Republic. Uh-
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I go on vacation July 8th. And I swear to you, if we hire your Orlando Magic Coach, and I miss all that because I'm out of the country, I will be, I'd be upset. I'd be lottery <laughs> upset. That's how upset I would be. Um, Now, we decided to kind of change a little bit in the sense where, you know, we we kind of opted out of the, the, the mailbag and decided to bring back Get Off Your Chest. <clears throat> so if you haven't heard Get Off Your Chest is where, you know, we asked for for our listeners to tell us what they're feeling. Get it off your chest. So we're going to read a couple of them. The first one comes from jadebird.affiddle, where he says, we need to draft Moody. He will be the steal of the draft and will be a top three, five player in this class.
1: Um... Well, Not sure. I mean, I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't know enough about him just yet. I'm just doing my homework on on guys projected to be 5 to 10 now. But one thing about Moody is he can score the ball. As we found in the measurements here of the past few days in the draft combine, Dude's got wingspan for days, (laughs) long arms, which are front office loves. So from that perspective, he's an interesting prospect. And he's a guy that I wouldn't mind drafting with the eighth pick. Not so much the fifth. Um, but I mean he has potential. Young guy can score, wingspan, athletic, hassle the right skills. Um, but can he be better than Cade, Jalen Green, and Mobley? I'm not quite sure about that.
0: Yeah, and you wouldn't want to waste a you don't want to waste your, your five and eight on him. He's protected. Uh, the ringer has him projected at sixteen. So if mm-hmm. if that's a player that you bring in and you really like, then you can look at opportunities to, to move farther back into the draft and, and pick them up. But, yeah, you definitely don't want to waste your five and eight lottery picks on a player that might get drafted outside. Yeah. Now, if there's a player like Michael Porter Jr., where you kind of know, like you know, <clears throat> still drives me crazy. I have no idea how all these teams passed up, including us.
1: Yeah, and the, and the funny part is, so right now, I'm looking at NBA draft.net. And they have us projected at five with Kaminga, at eight with Moody. Now, if that's
0: how things play out, Wait, honestly. You see, you see what I mean? All these different mock drafts are all out of whack. Yeah. All out of whack. None, and that's why, none of them are lining up. The only ones that are really lining up is one through five.
1: Yeah. And that's why, again, the NBA draft is such a toss-up. Like Again, we can do all this planning, all this talking, but at the end of the day, the way things go down – it's so different look at last season like I said if you look at the projected draft order and the way that things went down in the draft 1 through 15 or whatever it may be nowhere near so again I really expect some guys to jump up or some other ones to just drop down in the in the order just the way it happens every year
0: yeah and then real quick I'm looking at um, the NBA draft guide from the ringer um, and uh, I was having a conversation with with my brother. And he had asked, "Man, I'm surprised we haven't heard more of uh, European players this year." And I was like, "Well, I, I heard of one, and it was uh, Alperin Sengun. I have no idea if I said that, probably butchered the crap out of it. So you know, ignore that. Um, but just kind of reading what his uh, his NBA comparisons are, um, the Ringer has some shades of Nikola Vucevic and DeMontis Sabonis. It's
1: interesting. Do
0: you really miss Vuce that much? That might be your guy. Yeah. All right. right. So this next one is from Snow underscore Bamba 2. Interesting name. Interesting name. Where he says, we do not want Kuminga, damn it. (laughs) I feel your pain, brother. I feel it.
1: That was my reaction the moment that card came up with the fifth pick. (laughs) That was my reaction.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That That was, I. mine's had a little more profanity in it, but that was a very, very similar reaction for sure yeah all right this next one comes from keep it lou go all in for a top three pick if we have to trade both five and eight is that the right move if that is 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 it better off getting that one solid player instead of having two chances five and eight
1: i would be 100 percent on board with that (laughs) simply because like we said earlier the magic already have enough young guys um, again, how do you play two more young guys on top of everyone else that we already have, plus a Ji that unfortunately hasn't played much, so he needs a lot of time. Markel same same story. So yeah, if that's what it takes to jump to three, if you know Jalen Green is going to be there, make that very clear. Yeah. If Houston is taking Jalen Green at two, and K goes one, I'm okay with picking five. Honestly, like I I wouldn't. I'm, I don't love Mobley or sucks enough. To give up two picks for them, but if, nope. if Jalen Green is there, you do whatever it takes. And even, uh, I would even go further. I would even trade the thirty third pick in the second round in that deal, wow. and just say, take all these guys. Just, just give me Jalen Green.
0: Truthfully, I would do it for any of the top three. I would even throw Evan Mobley on that list, just because you you have an opportunity to go after a a franchise changer, a changer, potential franchise changer. Then you definitely got to do it. And a lot of you agree. Uh, When we put the poll on uh, the the Orlando Magic HQ Instagram page, 71% of you said yes, that you would definitely trade um, both 5 and 8. 29% said no. Uh, This next one, I feel like Magic are sleeping on Cole Anthony, potentially starting next year.
1: Um, I mean, I don't think I I would agree with that. Uh, If it's at the point guard position, I think we all know he's going to start the season at the point guard because I don't think Markel will be healthy. Hopefully he is. So if he means at, at the two position or at the point guard with Markel next to him, then yeah, I don't think he's quite there yet. Um, don't get me wrong. The kid is working hard. If you look at his Instagram feed, he's been working out every single day. Every day in him, the gym. Putting in the work. So hopefully he earns those minutes and he proves all wrong. But right now, I think the Magic expect him to be the starting point guard next season. At the very least, until Markel comes back. After that, it's a toss-up. We don't know what's going to happen after that.
0: Cole Anthony's been busy, boy. He's been in the gym every single day. He was on the campaign trail with his stepdad, uh, running for mayor for New York. He was at a Yankee game. This dude's been everywhere on the map. Yeah, man. Now, 70, 74% of you said that people are sleeping um, on Cole Anthony starting next year. 26% said no. It's Markel Fultz's position. He's your point guard of the Orlando Magic. So if he's in lineup, this man is starting. Um, if he's not in the lineup, then we can definitely see Cole Anthony, um, you know, taking that point guard role. Um, but the shooting, the shooting guard position is wide open. I mean, really, really depending, really depending on what the Magic decide to do um, with their veterans, because you you still have Gary Harris on your on your roster, so that would be your starting two. But again, we don't know what happened.
1: So that's the thing. Like, if you look at the roster right now, the way it stands, Gary Harris is starting two. Terrence Ross is a backup two. So. If the situation, then yeah, he goes back to being a backup point guard. The moment that Markel comes back,
0: absolutely. This one comes from Camer X and Isaac. He says Comingo will be the second best player in the draft. The second, the second, Oof. the second, like number two out of all of them. Number two. I oh. wish that you're that's a that's a lonely island, my friend. A lonely island. I mean,
1: in a few years, maybe he proves so strong, and and we look back at the draft and say, "Man, we all were sleeping on this guy. He was the best or the second best player in the draft." But right now, with what we know, no way he has the same impact again as the guys that we want to see in Orlando. It just just doesn't seem that way. Now, could that change over the years? Maybe, uh, but right now, that is not an accurate statement.
0: Yeah, you know, I I will be keeping an eye on Kuminga, whether no matter what happens, if you know, we draft him, obviously, if we don't draft him, I'm gonna keep an eye on Kuminga, I'm gonna follow that man just because he could be somebody that I'm extremely right about or extremely wrong. I'm hoping that I'm extremely wrong, I really, really am. Um, because as being one of the youngest guys in the draft. Um, you know, I, you don't want anyone to play bad or, or do bad or not have a good career. I just don't know still how I feel about him in the Orlando magic.
1: You know, but, what's, you know, one thing that's interesting about Kuminga though, kid has been in Orlando probably for the draft throughout. He's been going to magic games. Um, so I don't know. It, 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 that shows me that he either likes a city or he likes where he's at. Um, so I find that very interesting that he's been in Orlando so much. And the moment that we got the fifth pick, I forgot what he posted, but there was like a little emoji that he posted right away. Um, really?
0: So I, think, I missed yeah. that.
1: So I think that there's something there. I don't know if he likes the city. I'm guessing 100% here. I don't know anything, but um, interesting to keep that in mind as we kind of go forward here and head to the draft.
0: Very, very interesting. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, again, whether or not we draft him or not, I'll definitely be keeping an eye. Appreciate everyone that submitted your uh get off your chest. Hopefully you all felt better um about getting off your chest. I need I think sometimes that we all need a little bit of uh some venting. So grateful that you guys had that opportunity. Um Al, let's let's wrap this up. What are your final thoughts?
1: Man, it felt it felt like a short episode today after all the all it, the it talking we've been doing.
0: <laughs> it, 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 it's because we had a we had our Tuesday episode, so That's right. Yeah.
1: Um Closing it out today, uh, nail this coaching search. You know, we unfortunately took a little stumble in the lottery that we did not expect, but please nail this coaching uh, situation because, again, this person will be the one driving us for the next two to three years or longer. And, again, the young guys need someone that can push them. And me as a fan, I just want someone, again, that plays modern NBA. Um, I haven't seen that. We had Frank Vogel, who was defensive-minded, old-school We replaced him with Clifford, which, again, did some great things here, but same thing, slow it down, grind it, play defense. And as a fan that goes to a lot of Magic games, it's boring. I'm sorry, but it is. It's not fun to watch. It's not exciting. So mail it. Get someone who can develop this dudes. And, again, you never know. Maybe we didn't get the top picks this year, but maybe the ones that will develop into stars are already in our roster. Cole Anthony, Andrew Hampton, Chumo, Kiki, J.I. So – that's my closing uh, final thoughts for this episode.
0: I'm going to end mine with uh, asking you a question. I was listening to NBA radio and this, an idea popped up that I thought it was an interesting idea. <clears throat> it was getting rid of the entire NBA draft lottery structure and changing it to, because what, what ended up happening is when they updated the, their draft process of the percentages, They did that in the event of attempting to stop teams from, from tanking. Mm -hmm. So the idea that was placed was instead of there being a draft lottery, depending on where you rank or how you end the record, you get an X amount of dollars and allow any one of the NBA draft players coming in to be free agents and allowing them to decide what teams they want to sign for or Mm -hmm. what, what, and just be free agents. So the premise behind it is if you have the if you're in the number 1 slot, you will have the most amount of money. Second will have less, third will have less, so on and so forth. And if the number 1 player, so for example, we'll put Cade. Let's say that they look at Detroit and they want they want to get paid. That's all they care about. Is that they want to get paid then they would sign with Detroit. Detroit would have the most money. Or let's say that you're a team, and instead of having a player like Cade and spending all your money on Cade, then you can split your money and spend it on two players, three players, just depending on how much you have. Or if you're a player like Jalen Green, and you don't want to go to a team like Detroit or Cleveland or you know Toronto, and you see the Orlando Magic as the best fit for you, then instead of going second or third, like how it is standard, you would be able to pick a team that you feel like you would have the best fit. What do you think about that process? Do you think like it's time to change the lottery? Do you think that maybe that structure would help prevent teams from tanking?
1: I mean, that's definitely an interesting idea because I get it. Like some teams blatantly tank, right? We, we know that it happens every year. But sometimes the team is just that bad, man. And they, they need help. They need some, some help. Think again. I'm going to I'm gonna use us as an example, the Orlando Magic. Like, we've done things the right way. We've tried to compete. We've tried to do things properly, not tank. And no matter what we do, haven't gotten any luck. Always miss the superstar guy by one pick. Something's got to change from that perspective. So the idea they presented is interesting but I think it should only be kept then to teams in the lottery that can make those bids. So you shouldn't be able to make it as let's say the Lakers who win a championship or the Golden State Warriors, whoever else. Because then what happens is teams with bigger markets are more than likely going to win some of these top talented guys because they, they know I don't need my contract to make me money. I can go and make money on my shoe deal, on commercials, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So but
0: if you're if you're a player like Kay Cunningham, would you want to join a team that LeBron James is on? But you really won't have the same opportunity that you would playing for a team like Detroit?
1: I mean, in today's NBA, though, where guys want to team up and win rings, and that's kind of the way that they're defined as The GOAT, is by how many rings they have. Maybe. You know, I mean, uh, I still, to this day, don't understand why KD would leave the Warriors. I still think that they would have had...
0: That's because the West Coast fan in you is still still a fan of Golden State.
1: Well, the Curry fan. I want Curry to, to end up with more rings than LeBron, but... From a logistics, man, it made no sense. I mean, that team would have won, honestly, even with a clay injury, they could have won another three, four rings. Um, But it is what it is. That's that's the past. Um, So from that perspective, that idea, I think, would work. If you do it with lottery teams, you got enough money to bid on these guys. And then pretty much any remaining players that were not picked go into a draft order of some sort. Um, But yeah, because otherwise, man, I feel like teams like Orlando, New Orleans... Um, Indiana, like Cleveland. Knowingly, who's going to want to go to those teams? Unless money's the driver. You never know.
0: Yeah, I like the spin that you put on it. Just allow the lottery teams to get paid out for it. Smart play. I think that it's just, I'm still bitter about us having one of the worst (laughs) records, top three or bottom three to have that 14% chance and we still end up falling out. To where a lot of these young guys, I think they look, they would look at the magic and see, you know, I, I think that would do great there. So interesting perspective. One thing I'll ask you before we wrap up,
1: did you hear about the rumors about Cade potentially now wanting to play in Detroit? Um, And that's what's
0: driving Detroit to maybe move that pick. Really? But there was also the report that said that he would work out only for Detroit.
1: And I mean, it makes sense. It contradicts it a little bit. It makes sense because basically, by him working out for them only, they got to figure out a trade with a team that's interested enough in trading for him. That that's kind of the way that I see it. Again, it's a rumor, nothing, nothing certain in this in this rumor. Yeah, but let's
0: let's hear more of those rumors.
1: Yes, please.
0: <laughs> and and talk about like, you know, and you've had you've had players say that before. The rookies and man, they they have that they have that power. So, mm-hmm. where if they really did say that, would a team kind of want to make that risk? Who knows? Because wasn't the same? Wasn't that the same deal with Luca? I want to say that. I remember there being a report that said if if he got drafted to a team that you know he didn't want to play for, I remember there being a team name that he just won't come to the NBA. That he would just stay, you know, in Europe. In Europe. Yep. Kind of like yep. a Frank Vasquez kind of deal.
1: There was something to do with that. I don't remember the details, but yeah, something like that happened. And I think he was open to playing in Dallas, and that's kind of where the whole thing came up—trading Trey Young for him—and
0: the whole thing went down. Man, can we get? Can we fast forward to the NBA draft? Let's <laughs> just hit the button. now. let's get it, there. Already. It's funny. It's not only that,
1: but then a, it's that's on a Thursday, that Monday free agency is going to start. So it's going to be a wild,
0: wild, wild. I love week. off season. Off season is yes. still the end season. All right, man. That's, that's a wrap for us. Appreciate you guys for listening. Check us out on YouTube. That's a wrap. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.